Hey guys, what's up? This is Chris Chavez, co-host of History Creeps, Hardly Kayfabe, and Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Normally, you'd hear a bumper for the network right about now. Instead, I wanted to take a moment to ask a favor. If you've ever listened to many of our shows on the network, you've heard us talk about a place that has quickly established itself as a staple of downtown Buffalo over the past couple of years. Mizuta Chow's is a Japanese-themed bar-slash-restaurant-slash-retro-80s arcade that features amazing Japanese-inspired street food, top-shelf drinks, and a glittery pink staircase that has become one of Buffalo's most popular Instagram selfie destinations. Like many other establishments around the country, Mizuta Chow's was forced to shut their doors and lay off their staff when the COVID pandemic hit. At first, they didn't let that stop them from helping the community. For weeks, Johnny Chow and his partner Christy, along with a number of other Chow's employees, worked to feed essential workers on the front lines treating those affected by the virus. They organized pop-up drive through grocery supply stores for anyone who needed essential items. The crew at Mizuta Chow's has worked tirelessly to support the community during this rough time. Now, we here at the network want to help show our appreciation for an establishment that has proven what it means to be a neighbor in the 716. Recently, a GoFundMe was set up to try to raise money to help Mizuta Chow's pay employees, bills, and ensure that when it's safe to, they can open their doors to the good people of Buffalo and Western New York. I know things are rough everywhere, but if you are able to, please consider donating to the Mizuta Chow's Relief Fund on GoFundMe. Every bit helps. You can also find a link at bicbp-radio.com. Thanks for listening and supporting the network. Now on with your show. Welcome to a brand new episode of That's Odd. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Towns, and I'm joined by uh, Mr. Uh, COVID himself. That's a, I don't want to give you that nickname. That's a terrible <laughs> nickname. <laughs> uh, uh, just beep that out and put something in intelligent there. Uh, Christopher Chavez. Nash me. <laughs> Nash me. What's, what's going on? It's you so know what, wrong, time to do right? that? I know it's funny, but every time you do that, it scares me a little bit because I know where you're at and how much uh, that is an issue where you are, and it scares me because I know you deal with it, and I don't want you to get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I think, you know, um, you're a fan of comedy. You're, you're a student of comedy, as a matter of fact, not just a fan, a student. So you do understand, you know, that that's just how a lot of times humanity deals with just pressure yeah. or intense, creepy. Like, we deal with these kinds of things with comedy sometimes. It might be inappropriate, but if you ask any comedian, they'll tell you nothing's uh you know nothing's off uh uh, uh what, what do you call it nothing's off topic no uh, nothing's uh off subject or whatever yeah like it's it's yeah. all for fodder exactly uh, i think it kind of that's how i've always dealt with off stuff limits off up. limits sorry there off you go limits. yeah yeah uh so uh, yeah it's how we always deal with stuff i mean you can talk to any nurse or doctor and they see this terrible things all the time even before the weirdness we're in now and they have a dark sense of humor a lot of the time yeah. they call gallows humor yeah, because you got to deal with that stuff somehow. You can't just just eat it all inside, you know. You yeah. got to do something to be able to deal with it. So yeah. I blame no one for that type of humor. Yeah, I do. I do joke about it here and there, but I do very much recognize it's serious that there are a lot of people being affected by it. A lot of people dying. As a matter of fact, there's a couple people I know that have, you know, have tested positive and now that I kind of know personally. And now it's gotten to that point. I think at the beginning when this was all happening, we said that we said, you know, it's crazy, but at the end of the day, we're really going to, it's going to come down to where we're going to know people affected. And I hadn't been, you know, I hadn't known anybody. Uh, my brother-in-law's cousin died of it just out of nowhere. She contracted it and she ended up dying. Um, but she already had a, another medical issue before that, but yeah, she died. Uh, a good friend. And that, isn't it funny how like you have a good friend, but you've never met in person like you. I consider one of my best friends, dude, like I've known you now, but never in person, but I've known you for how many years? Um, oh, gosh. 
forever now. Since. Right. And it doesn't, and it's definitely not like a catfishing situation. I feel like we've had a lot of in-depth, I mean, there's so much. Well, if, if you're catfishing <laughs> me, I literally met your brother. I, so you're I, going, you're going way, I'm going way hardcore to this. <laughs> and I thought you were catfishing me. So that's why I sent him to see if you were real. Yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, like, uh, somebody that I've known now for all the way back from the back issues days, uh, man, you know, he's, he's tested positive himself too. So, uh, you know, my thoughts are going out with him and his family and, and, and obviously everybody affected. Uh, but again, please don't take offense. Whenever I joke about it, it's just definitely about joking and kind of letting loose a little bit. Yeah. And even at your job, you have to deal with it, right? Cause uh, aren't you one of the ones who has to kind of keep tabs on it at your work? Yeah, I believe. Yeah. I'm one of the ones. So at my agency, I keep tabs on anybody, any, any, uh, employee or, or person that's coming contact has symptoms of, or has tested positive for, so I see basically what's happening all around me and on top. And so I'm lucky that I've been working out of offices. I've been working at, out of the studio here over the past almost month now. But there are a few times where I have to go to a site. I have to go out there. So I've got to make sure I've got my mask on. I, I bring, you know, my hand sanitizer with me. I'm very, very cautious with not touching my face. Every time I go in and, you know, handle any doorknobs and stuff, the second I get in, hand sanitizer. The second I get in my car after I left, hand sanitizer. Like, I can't. My hands are probably the cleanest they've ever been since I was born. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> seriously. It's crazy. And are your hands really clean after you're born? I mean, look where they've just been, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's, uh, you know, everybody handles it differently. And, and unfortunately yeah. for me, sometimes it's inappropriate humor, but that's been me my whole life. I've been the kind of person I'll that love to say things just for the shock value and never believed what I said. Same. I've, uh, many times I grew up in a, uh, a Mennonite church and I had the same sense of humor you have. And many times <laughs> the pastor who I really looked up to, would have to take me aside and talk to me about the things I've said. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. So uh, I know what you mean, wow. uh, definitely. But yeah, we uh, all our thoughts and our prayers and all that are with all those who are dealing with this. I have friends who um, who've been tested for it and thankfully were negative. But I've also have friends who are nurses and mm -hmm. who are working on the front lines of this, so to speak. Uh, so anytime, just just a side note. Anytime anybody says this is all made up, it drives me bonkers. Uh, I know, I know, man. <laughs> the, the the biggest one right now that's driving me crazy is this documentary. This oh, I'm not even going to call it a documentary. This, this it's not yeah. This this it's fictional garbage. nonsense that's being passed around as some sort of fact, and I'm just thinking to myself. Please, like, what's happened in this world? I posted a few days, uh, a few weeks ago. I don't know if you saw it on my Facebook page. Um, it was on my personal page, so listeners wouldn't know what I'm talking about. But did you see Masterclass is doing this thing where uh, you pay for a full year subscription at a reduced rate, and they'll give you two, so you can share it with a friend? So yeah. I put somebody, I put it up saying, "Is anybody interested to go half with me?" Uh, one of the people that does a Masterclass is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Did you see this? And no. I think I think the first class or the second class he's teaching you is literally about scientific thinking and how to think critically and how to really learn how to step out of the box and question everything. And right. I feel like buying this subscription myself and just posting that video to all social media. Yes. Yeah. Because people also, forgot how to think for themselves, man. Like, and here's the other issue, too. Um I let me try to think of the best way best way to put this. I think it's important to question things. Like I don't care what yeah. side of the of the aisle you're on, you should question things. But the issue to me is and I'm guilty of this as well is that a lot of times we say we need to question things and we do unless those things are coming from the side that we already align ourselves with. Right. And that's when we just like we just accept all that with absolute fact. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um and it's just strange to me how I've literally, I literally have friends. I just, I rarely ever talk politics and I'm not really going to here, but I have friends on both sides of the political aisle mm -hmm. who are very far left and far right. And it's hilarious to me how similar they are and they don't recognize <laughs> it. <laughs> no, you are 100% correct, man. That is legit. And again, yeah, we're not talking politics, but uh, right. to, just to really quick say to, to what you said about questioning you know whether or not you agree with something. It's more time. It's it's you're 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 questioning the people you don't agree with. Um, right. I've never made it a qualm as to what I think about Trump. Right. 
But I do remember that, like, just le- just to illustrate that, recently when this whole thing came out about injecting yourself with disinfectants and all this stuff, yes, like the, yeah. the the verbiage that was being used made it sound like he said something that was like that blew me away. So I, I questioned it. I had to be like, hang on a sec, like hang on a second. Now he does make inferences and things, but the way it was being pushed around was a little much. And that's my point. Like you have, even if you hate or, or don't agree with that person uh, and, and you're getting information from somebody or, or a new source you do agree with, you should still question it when you start to think to yourself, wait a second, wait a second. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And going back to that video that's going around the pandemic thing, <sighs> it's technically an advertisement. If yeah, you watch the whole thing, it's for a book, for a book that's coming out. <laughs> and the woman who's putting the book out who I do not know personally. So just throw that out there. I don't do not know her, but from the very, and I will admit up front, the very little research I've done, uh, she's, you have a you should be questioning things that she says yes yeah <laughs> yeah so and that's unfortunate uh, you know it's unfortunate it's a yeah. world we live in now that you can mix fact with enough fiction and, and enough people will forget to think um but you know i digress man all this stuff yeah. is just really kind and, of and the driving other thing, everybody crazy yeah. and the other thing that's driving me crazy is people are talking about like they'll bring up the numbers like the actual numbers of cases and stuff like they'll say that it's been overblown but also at the same time, how can we have an exact number? There, I guarantee you, there are plenty of people who more than likely have it, but they just can't get tested for it. I saw something about that they're actually going to start going back and looking at deaths um, back as far back as November now. People who died of, of what maybe people would have thought was pneumonia or the regular flu, and they're going to start going back and actually testing, you know, running tests on some of those things to see if really they should have been paying attention to the first strain that came out. Because you heard this, right? Like there was originally the, the strain that came out of Wuhan, but then it, it mutated rather quickly. The headlines right now, again, question what you're seeing because headlines are making it seem like it's mutating right now and we're about to see the right. worst of it. Yes. Actually, what we've seen hit Europe and then all of America is the mutated version. Uh, so that actually already happened and it's, it's, it is worrying them because if it's mutating, then it's going to start following you know, the, the, the pattern of the seasonal flu, which means we're going to have to be prepared for a new version of it every single year. Um, that in itself is crazy, but yeah, dude, it's, um, I don't know. I don't even know what to say, man. This, this it's, you got to question what, what you're hearing and seeing, but also don't question it to the point where it makes it, it dampens your, your critical thinking. Do you know what I mean? Yes. All I always say is be sure to check a lot of different sources, not just one source and be sure these, all these sources are from different sides of an issue. Yeah. Uh, and usually in the middle is kind of where the truth is. Exactly. So go to um, TMZ. They don't. They don't stick on. Yeah. Go to TMZ. They're straight down. Yeah. The they middle. don't. They don't have an agenda at all. Go to TMZ. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent. And and honestly, on the bright side, uh, you know, if this doesn't get us all, then we can just uh, worry about the murder hornets. I was just gonna tell you, man. Talking about <laughs> headlines. I had to look this up because I heard this and I was like, "What is happening? Is this a TMZ? What a thing? name! What is this?" This is a legit thing. There's a legit thing called a murder hornet, and apparently there's swarms of them that are making migrating its way across the world, and we might look to see some of them hitting the, sh- the shores of America. Uh, dude, what? Like you just said, what a name. Who? Murder yeah. hornet? I thought Killer B was already pretty bad enough. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. I re- you remember that when the Killer B actually made its way to America? I do remember yeah. that 100%. It came up from, like I think, Mexico. Somewhere from that direction. It feels like they're fighting over it, right? Like we had killer yeah. bees and like, oh yeah, well we have murder hornets. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Next it's going to be like genocide worms or something. That's the ultimate showdown <laughs> between those two uh, creatures. But yeah, murder hornet, man. What a name. Yeah. There, that's like an a, ultimate, that's a, that's a wrestling name. That's a pro wrestling name. I saw somewhere that there was one of these animal planet or discovery guys that does these, these shows um, did one of the an episode where he got stung by one. He stung himself so he could see what he goes through, and apparently it's like super painful. Like you do not want to be stung by a murder hornet. Uh, yeah, and 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 isn't it the reason it's called that? Is it, it affect, even if you're uh, not allergic to certain bees, this one can still kind of get you. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's extremely, yeah. extremely dangerous. Uh, did you know this though? Um, they're also a pleasant snack. Oh, well, price side. <laughs> and an invigorating ingredient in drinks. This is according to the New York Times. I was just kind of scrolling through the headlines, and the headline said, uh, 
it, it says the in Japan the murder hornet is both a lethal threat and a tasty treat. <laughs> um, it says the giant hornet, along with other variety of wasps, has been traditionally been considered a delicacy in, in rugged parts of the country. The grubs are often preserved in jars, pan fried, or steamed with rice to make a savory dish called hebo gohan. The adults, which can be two inches long, are fried on skewers, stingers, and all until the carapace becomes light and crunchy. They leave a warm, tingling sensation when eaten. So you're probably tasting like a little bit of the venom that hasn't been burnt off. And by the way, two inches long, that's a good be. God. <laughs> Hornets can also give liquor an extra kick. Give spec- uh, Live specimens are drowned in shochu, a clear distilled beverage. In their death throes, the insect releases their venom into the liquid, and it's stored until it ter- turns a dark shade of amber. Well, no wonder they're trying to kill us all. Look what we're doing, dude. Oh, my God. You've <laughs> seen pictures revenge. of it, right? This big face. Oh, got, yeah. You know what it looks like? It looks like the insect version of Deathstroke. If, if you've ever seen the DC, yes. uh, the DC yes. character Deathstroke yes. with the orange helmet and black. <laughs> that's what he looks like, yes. dude. He kind of does. Oh, God. Murder hornets, man. Yeah. And that's not the only thing, right? I get this other headline that I see uh, that the Northeast is about to see some record... Uh, cold temperatures, snowstorms about to hit northeast North England here at the end of the week in basically what's considered the end of the very first week of May. And I've seen this stuff before, man. You and I have been on – we're on social media, right? So you'll see people share things. And when you open it, you see the dates from like three years ago. Yeah. So I was like, let me just see because come on, man. We have COVID. You know, we've got murder hornets. There is no way Mother Nature's getting ready to throw another curveball our way. Oh, yeah, it's real. (laughs) It's real. real. Apparently, uh, we're, at least my part of the country, is about to get bombarded with some record snowstorms, record cold temperatures for the first week of May. Well, if you want to come down here amidst all this stuff, it's going to be in the... uh, 60s down here it's gonna get cold at night but we're not expecting any kind of weather we're supposed to be warming up by now here but we haven't man we just haven't a couple like last week or the week before we had a a slight little snow shower come through uh this morning i woke up it was 41 it felt like 33 uh it's just a weird weird time man weird time it is 2020 uh that's odd what are you what are you doing (laughs) it's almost like that's that's uh, 2020 is that's odd like the entire year is just going to be that's odd you ever i kind of think about this uh like years from now we'll look back at 2020 and if we go back and listen to any audio not only that we've done but any podcast basically that's going on right now if you go back it's going to be so seriously dated yeah because every podcast that I even I listen to, and I listen to all kinds, mm-hmm. all different genres, and they all understandably talk about this. I listen to all kinds of genres too. Genres, 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 yeah, genres. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Every single episode opens with what's going on, how long they've been in in isolation, or or if they have a co-host. Hey, how are you doing? What are you? What are you? What are you binging? Is the most right? Like, what do you binge? What do you? <laughs> wa- everybody wants to watch. Great question. Great question, Chris. What are you binging? Um, actually, I just started Community again, so that's going to be fun. But other than that, I've been watching the same stuff go. I always watch, man. Shit's Creek, Tacoma FD. I don't watch anything new. You've watched that show, Tacoma FD? No. Oh, dude, check it out. If you like uh, Super Troopers or uh, any of those guys, Beer, what was that that movie? Beer. Oh, isn't it the same guys? <laughs> yeah, the Broken Lizard guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Two of the guys, two or three of the guys are on there. It's great. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't really binge too much. I've been loving that that uh, Last Dance series, so that's awesome. Oh yeah, that's my that's my jam too. Dark Side of the Ring is a good series. Uh, but you know what I've yeah. been getting into is Twitch, watching gamers now. Um, so if you're, you, I want to set put this out there. If there are any creepers that are on Twitch, make sure you put on the comments under this episode your Twitch handle because I'd love to just follow and watch whatever you're playing. Yeah. Um, what what games do you like to watch people play on Twitch? Um. I uh, see. I'm not totally into stuff like Destiny and, and and Call of Duty, but I know that's like the predominant, almost all of what's on there. So I'll watch it at some some of the time. But there's this game I got into. It's a couple years old now, and I just got into it. Um, I downloaded it and have been playing with with Anthony and a couple other people. And it's one of these games that you can't play online against other people, and you can't play just a game. You have to play with like your friends, like they or you know what I mean. Like you have to know who you're playing with. This Dead yeah. by uh, Dead by Daylight. Do you see this? No. 
it's from a couple years ago. And basically, you take on, uh, I think it's four, uh, four survivors and one killer. And you're put into a, a map, and the survivors have to go and try oh. to try to start yes. up these generators, and the killer has to come after yes. you. Yes, yeah. The, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I just didn't know that was the name. Dude, yeah. the beauty behind it is the survivors are all in the third person, so they can see their character and move around better in their environment. But the killer is first person, so you can only see out of the eyes of the killer, which makes it harder to move around and see things. Uh, oh, it's so much fun though. It's it's definitely a lot of fun when you're when you're the person that's the survivor. And you hear like the heartbeat that like starting to intensify, which means the killer's yeah. close. Um, yeah, and I they ha- couldn't handle this. And they have these. <laughs> yo, yeah, dude, it's creepy. And they have these skins now where you can have like Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw. You can have Freddy Krueger. Uh, of course, Ghost, oh, smart. Ghostface from Scream. Um, yeah. yeah, they're all. Michael Myers is on there. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's just smart marketing on that game's part. Is so, to have those. Uh, so I've been watching some of those streams too because I just like watching other people play it. Yeah, I've gotten to where uh, like Apex uh, is a game that I really like. I like to play it, but also never thought one. You know, in my upper thirties, I'd be like, "Hey, I want to watch other people play video games." <laughs> but I know I've right? kind of gotten there because now I watch, but I only like to watch these people. <laughs> the very. My favorite streamers right now are these guys who are Australian. Uh, one of them's really good, but the one that I and he's very funny and I like him. But the one that's my favorite is named. I'm gonna give him a plug. Toddy Quest. T o d d y Quest. Nice. All one word. And I would dare say he's maybe barely better than I am, and I'm not great, <laughs> but he's so freaking funny <laughs> uh, that I really, really recommend. Uh, recommend watching him i don't always about australians man but they're funny people that's awesome that's awesome they got a great sense of humor uh but yeah uh it, but i think uh, I'm, I'm with you uh anything we can find as long as it's healthy obviously uh that kind of helps us uh kind of take our mind off things for a little bit yeah i'm all for and that's what we're trying to do with our, our podcast you know history creeps that side we're trying to put things out just to kind of give somebody people something to listen to just a little bit of an escape from kind of the reality that we've all been thrust into that we're, it's kind of unwelcome to be honest right yeah and real quick before we get into our actual episode here we've already been talking a lot <laughs> uh but uh uh chris you're starting something you put it up on our facebook page yeah but I think we should uh, let the listeners know, the creepers that are just listening, uh, we're going to try to start doing some really fun interactive stuff Heck yeah. with uh, with video, right? Yes, live live videos. So Facebook has live video feature. Um, good friend of the – a good friend – a good uh, partner on the network, Matt Johnson. He's also – you know he's been on here actually. We did a, a dark side of the network or creepy side of the network with him. Uh, he has a bunch of shows on the network. He has one with you, Retropop as well. Um, he – he started doing more live stream videos and I just thought to myself, that's just, I mean, that's obviously the next progression or that should have been like three years ago. Why did we wait so long? So I'm glad he did it. Cause it's that kind of kickstart thing. And as soon as he started doing it, I was like, all right, let me look into this. And when I found out it's not hard at all. And especially when we can get really creative with it. Um, yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, we're going to start using this more. We'll use it for things like history creeps for hardly kayfabe, start putting things out there more for, you know, maybe yeah. some people want to see us and, and I'll be be honest um we talked about this before i listened to uh and that's why we drink they put their they do video for their podcast as well so i've actually watched them on youtube um because i kind of i wanted to you know there's you get to a point you listen to your shows but sometimes you want to see the people themselves and you get to know them by watching their mannerisms or how they interact with each other so i wanted to start doing more live stuff i think i put a post up today talking about i'm going to do one here in the next few days where basically i'm just going to come on and talk about a top five so i'm getting people to give me what they want to hear my top five uh, a topic on and so i'll do one of those here soon and we'll see how it goes but the plan is if all goes well uh, we're going to start doing these kind of uh live streams where johnny and i'll get on maybe all three of us you me and carter uh myself maybe you'll just do it yourself when you when you got that you know pegged down on how to do it but uh yeah it's it's exciting and plus it's interactive whenever you do live video the people watching can write comments and interact with you and so i've always wanted to interact with the creepers more so i feel like this is a good way to start yeah i think so too and just so everybody knows i've seen you kind of sent me the mock-up of what it would look like to see you on screen we're seeing any of us on screen, and it looks, dare I say, downright amazing and professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I just, I just like stole it from somebody else and put my face on it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looks great. I, I don't know who created <laughs> that. <laughs> oh man, well, it looks great either way. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
All right, so let's get into our uh, That's Odd stories today. Uh, I am kind of going into the urban legend realm, I believe. But uh, speaking of uh, Twitch and video games, yeah. I'm glad that's a great segue for me here, Chris. Uh, we've kind of touched on a few before of some urban legends and video games. Like we, we cover the video game that may or may not existed. Uh, that was the government kind of put out there. You know, we've covered that one. Uh, on speaking of Matt Johnson on his two point conversion, is that what it's called or conversation? Yeah, two point conversation. Fo- Thank you. It's his uh, football podcast. You can tell I know a lot about football. <laughs> uh, but he had me on there to talk about the Madden curse, yeah, which is if yep. you don't know what that is, uh, Madden is like the big be all end all football game and video games. And there's a thing called the Madden curse, and that just basically says if you get on the cover of the Madden football game, then there's a good chance you're going to be injured right afterwards. <laughs> and it's it's got a really good track record. I don't know if you want to say good, but it's got a great track record when it comes to that. I was going to say, what is uh, it at 100? Or, or No, it's not at 100. Because that would be creepy, eerie. dude. <laughs> it's very eerie uh, how many have, have had it. Uh, but that's kind of one of them, just to give you an idea where we're going with this. But uh, So IGN, which is a really good uh, video game website, uh, actually just recently put out their favorite. They actually made it a top 10 list. I'm not going to do all 10. I'm just going to cover some of the ones I found more interesting and the ones that we haven't already covered of video game urban legends. Nice. And uh, and I just want to throw in real quick for mine. Uh, when you said you were doing that, I was like, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to jump into more video game kind of stuff, but what's, what kind of fits in that, you know, that feel, that pop culture-y kind of, you know, when you're younger, you love video games, we love cartoons. So for me today, I decided I was going to look into some of the more, um, you'd be surprised, dude, when you go online, how people can come up with all kinds of like weird theories and, and I, you know what I mean? And narratives. Yeah. And there's this huge culture of people or, or just this corner of the internet that has decided it's going to tell you the true story behind what's going on in certain cartoons from our youth. So that's what I'm going to be doing today. Some of the more bizarre, odd, uh, theories for cartoons and, and, and why people would think this. So this is going to be a fun episode. I like this. Yeah, so let's go for me. I'll start. Let's go into the world of the PlayStation 2. Now, uh, Chris is going to ask you. Um, I know you're a PlayStation guy. Yeah. I uh, got the original PlayStation, loved it, but I was never lucky enough until, honestly, about a year or two ago to even have a PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what about you? Were you a PlayStation Two fellow? I had a PlayStation. I, I had. I didn't have the one. I uh, my roommate did. I had a friend uh, right out of high school. We we lived together for a little bit, and he had the PlayStation One. Uh, we always tell the story about we lived in Florida at the time that we lived in an apartment complex that a hurricane was coming through, and it was it was actually a threat a threat enough that they had the uh, the fire department driving through all the complexes and stuff, telling people they need to evacuate. Um. But we were young, man. We're in our 20s. We're like, ah, we're invincible, right? We've got pizza. We got <laughs> PlayStation 1. And we put masking tape on the big sliding glass windows. What could go wrong? Oh, got it covered. <laughs> That's all. Dude, <laughs> masking tape, okay? Masking tape, all right? Um, but yeah, that's always a fond memory of sitting there, you know, eating pizza, playing PlayStation 1. Uh, I, But I never owned it. When I could get one, the 2 was the one I got. Uh, my favorite game I remember playing on that was San Andreas. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, um, but yeah, two was always oh, my favorite. Yeah. Was my favorite for the longest time until I got four. I had three in between, but four was it, it has blown me away. Yeah, oh, and we're getting ready to have uh, five in the next Xbox coming out by you know end of this year. Oh maybe. man, it's <laughs> over. So be prepared. But anyway, speaking of the PlayStation Two, when it came out, it was actually a quite powerful system. It was a pretty powerful piece of hardware. Uh, you know, by today's standards, it's kind of paltry. But back then, this thing was. High tech, heavy duty. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was so high tech and state of the art that the rumors started going around that Saddam Hussein himself uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> was trying to. And of course, just to give you a, an idea when this came out, this is around the year two thousand. That's about when the PlayStation Two came out. That Saddam Hussein and her, and the Iraq government had bought thousands. And thousands of these systems, with the thought of taking the processors out of them and using them in weapons of mass destruction. Oh my god, that yeah. is amazing! Uh, the rumor was the reason for this is that this would be the easiest and 
uh, least expensive way to get a hold of such uh, high tech material. That's uh, and then and of course you know I don't want to spoil anything, but America didn't didn't really find any weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> I don't want to let anybody know that. Well, but, it's because they uh, didn't get enough PlayStation Twos there. Yeah, that's yes. why. I kind of want to do this whole thing where we can do like a spy thriller. Where, like, some American spy is just stealing PlayStation 2s out from under Iraq. <laughs> oh, dude, that would be amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, so now let's go into the world of Pokemon. You know, of course, a lot of this is a huge franchise. A lot of people love Pokemon. You got to catch them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the original Pokemon, I'm talking about the Game Boy days. Uh, the original Pokemon, apparently, there's a town called Lavender Town. Now, I was not. And this was when this was during a time where I've since obviously played Pokemon, but when the game came out, my sister was hardcore into it that and the cartoon. So of course, with her being into it, I was going to be a a jerky brother, a guy, and not be into it at all, even mm-hmm. though it's actually pretty awesome. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, apparently there's this town called Lavender Town in Pokemon Red and Blue. Uh, this is on the original Game Boy, and this actually has a, a Pokemon graveyard. <laughs> What? Which by itself is, I mean, these games are for kids, right? Is this for real? They're, they have a pro. This, this is the yes. Earth Legend. This is for real. It, it, this it really has a Pokemon graveyard. <laughs> that part's real. Okay. Yeah. Where the legend comes in is also during this time you get this this uh, this kind of eerie music that kind of plays during this, and it plays as you're passing through the town there with that. And it actually was so kind of unnerving that the legend went around that it was causing children and kids to end their own life. Oh, my God. Because they just couldn't take it anymore. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, I mean, there's no actual records of that. That was just a rumor. But just to put it in context, I do remember this being the news. In 97, uh, an episode of the actual show that they used to play in America all the time. I remember that's what my sister would watch before I went to school. Uh, one of the episodes had a lot of flashing lights and stuff, oh. and actually 700 people uh, had to be taken to the hospital because they got seizures and stuff seizures, due to yeah. how that was showing. Yeah, and that's why I do remember after that they had to put on there, "Hey, if you're if you're prone to seizures, please uh, be careful in this." And they had, and that actually was put on a lot of your video games and stuff too. Right after that, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, let's get into some more fun ones. Do you remember the game Diablo? It's more of a computer game. I do. I remember that one. First person, right? right. It was a first person game. I believe so. I never actually played it. I'm just well aware of it. But apparently the first Diablo came out back in the late nineties and players back then just believed with everything that there was a whole secret realm that was full of, you'll never get this warrior cows. <laughs> what yes now in diablo there are cows oh god uh, that are in actual main realms you can run across a cow Uh but they don't talk or anything they just they just move they're just cows but the rumors began to go around that there was a hole that you could access an actual cow dimension and uh you would actually have to fight these cows these warrior cows oh man uh, and it actually got so popular that this room became so popular it became a meme as all things do now. And by th- by the time Blizzard made Diablo 2, Blizzard's the company that made Diablo, they made Diablo 2, they actually included a secret cow level in there. Oh, wow. Catch in on it, which is great. Nice. <laughs> now, let's go into, uh, you mentioned this game before, uh, San Andreas. Oh, yeah. Let's oh, go into the world of yeah. San Andreas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now Grand Theft Auto <laughs> has a great and fun history of of uh, kind of rumors and, and urban legends within the games themselves. Little Easter eggs, little hidden, yeah, hidden I remember, things. Yeah. Like the UFO stuff in, in 5. You know, there's all mm-hmm. kinds of really fun stuff. Um, but apparently, in 2004, a lot of people started saying, hey... Uh, in Grand Theft Auto uh, San Andreas, uh, there's a there's a freaking Bigfoot, man. Oh, there's really? I didn't know this one. Uh, they would claim to see a tall, dark figure somewhere on the screen, but it would vanish before we could really get a good look at it. 
Uh, Rockstar, which is the company that made the game, uh, said that there's actually no Bigfoot in that game. <laughs> but we know to question that, right? <laughs> uh, but a lot of people still believe that there was. Uh, the Legend actually became so popular that Rockstar went on to include a Bigfoot mission in Red Dead Redemption. Uh, oh, nice. So it actually became a huge part of theirs. And actually in Grand Theft Auto V, apparently, I actually didn't even know this. There's an Easter egg that lets you unlock the ability to play as Bigfoot. Oh, get out. Really? Yeah, you become an eight-foot-tall, 600-pound gorilla, man. I'll tell you what. I remember when Five first came out, I had heard that um, you could eat peyote and literally trip and turn into different animals and things. I was like, come on. Is this one of those things? And then I found it. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> I remember. I remember people saying there's actual... If you find this one place in there, there's a cult that's hidden in the hills. I was like, whatever. But it's freaking true. There's a cult hidden in the hills. Oh, I've never <laughs> come across that. I'm gonna never found the cult? Oh, man. You, yeah, you got to There's so it. much on that game I've never really gone out searching for. So when I actually came across the peyote thing, I was like, I guess this is legit. And I went online and found out they're all over the map. Like, there's all different ones. And that depending on which ones you eat, you turn into different animals. Um, wow. Yeah, that one was cool. Well, I remember yeah. doing the, did you do the zombie, that little zombie thing in that one yeah. too? <laughs> yeah. That's yes. pretty sweet. Yeah, the cult one, I can't remember where exactly in the mountains they are, but they're way up in the hills. And if you come across them at first, you don't see anybody. It just looks like an abandoned small uh, village almost. And But there's like there's all kinds of weird, creepy writing on the walls and stuff. And then they start kind of coming out of the woodworks and they attack you. It's really no, creepy. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm sure you can find video of it on YouTube somewhere. Oh, yeah. And also, I'm going to end with this one. Now, I still believe that this is not an urban legend. This is absolute fact. Uh, Chris, of course, you also remember the times of when you when our games came on a cartridge and not a disc. Ah, uh, when you had to blow them. Thank you. Yes. yes. You know where I'm going with this. Oh, yeah. Uh, when my Nintendo game, when my Mario 3 wouldn't work, all I had to do was take that thing out, give it a little yeah. little blow on it, put it back in, and guess what? Because it was just dust. That thing worked. Yeah, just dust. That thing worked good as new. And I, to this day, I still do that. Because it works. But yeah, it, it works. does. I, I mean, tell me it, it doesn't. Okay, I'm going to tell you that it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um. But blowing on the actual cartridge is technically not effective. Uh, it turns out the trick that you uh, that made you look like a genius uh, wasn't really doing anything. While the blowing gave our brains some sort of comfort, uh, the reality was that the Nintendo's connectors, the thing actually where the game connects with the system to actually play the mm-hmm. game, they would often wear out over time. But actually, simply taking the game out and putting it back in is actually what actually fixed it. Kind of re- readjusts do- it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Had nothing to do with you blowing on the game. But I swear to you that blowing on the games works because it always worked for me. I'm almost. telling you, I don't think it's ever happened where it didn't work for me. But I'll tell you what it has happened is uh, I would take it out and put it back in and nothing would happen. So the blowing yeah, had Many to times. Yeah. And then the one time, I remember I'd take a game out three four times and put it back in. Didn't work. That fifth time, blew on that son of a gun. Yep. Guess what? Yeah. I'm playing Duck Hunt again. You were playing so for hours. <laughs> yes. Exactly. That's awesome, dude. Let's go to the world of cartoons, Chris. I'm ready for this. All right. Yeah, I have a few cartoons. There's, there's, you would be, you wouldn't be surprised, honestly. You know the internet. So there's tons for all different cartoons, but I wanted to kind of whittle it down. So I had a, a few sites that I got my info from. Uh, one of them being flavorwire.com, the other uh, actually both from flavorwire.com. And then the other one, uh, because obviously this is the site you'd want to go to when it comes to conspiracy theories about cartoons from across the internet, businessinsider.com. That sounds like a site I want to bookmark. <laughs> Bro, you know it's a slow day in the business world when they're asking their writers to write articles about theories, wild conspiracy theories on on cartoons. Uh, yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm going to throw these out there. Let me tell you, tell me if you've ever heard of these before. A couple of them I okay. had heard before. So I, I do kind of remember this. Um, you've seen Rugrats. Yeah. Oh, yes. Nickelodeon oh, yes. classic. Uh, you know, all the little babies that kind of hang out and the parents. I was do a Chucky guy. Thing. Oh, you were a Chucky I was guy. I for Chucky. Yeah, I, I love I loved I loved Chucky. Chucky and Tommy. They were the best buds. Yep. Oh, yeah. By far. Um, so, so you know the show, right? And and basically, it follows the adventures of these kids. 
uh, when they're not being watched by their parents, uh, except for the little girl that kind of watches over them. And I think if you've ever been, gr- if you've ever grown up with a lot of kids, um, you you'll remember this, right? Because there's always all the little kids, and there's always the one that was maybe three years older that was the one that was in charge, even if by themselves are not allowed to be alone. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So Rugrats, uh, have you ever heard of the dead baby theory? Uh, I don't know. This is what it said. This is actually, I'm going to read the quote. The quote says, The Rugrats were really a figment of Angelica's imagination. Chucky died a long time ago along with his mother. That's why Chaz is a nervous wreck all the time. Chucky's dad. And you never see his mom. He doesn't have a mom, just the dad. Uh, Tommy uh, was stillborn. Oof. That's why Stu is constantly in the basement making toys for the son who never had a chance to live. The DeVilles had an abortion. That's the twins. That's horrible. Angelica couldn't figure whether it would be a boy or girl, thus creating twins in her mind. So she goes around talking to the (laughs) ghosts of babies who have already died. Well, you know, they do say kids are more open to that kind of stuff when they're young, and they see ghosts way more easily than adults do. Now, one of the things they tried to point to is there's a lot of times where both the, the uh, the parents don't pay attention Right. Um, and so you always think to yourself, how can they not pay attention to their kids? And that kind of gives you that feel. But I feel like there's episodes where they literally pick up the children, the babies, they interact with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also kind of think that, you know, I love this movie, The Sixth Sense. I love it a lot. But I kind of think it's caused a lot of people to go back and look at other movies or shows and be like, wait a minute, they were dead the whole time. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's always those ones. Uh, let's see. Here's another one for you. Um, Let's see. Ah, SpongeBob SquarePants. Who doesn't love SpongeBob yeah, oh, SquarePants? Love SpongeBob. Yeah. All right. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Uh, there's actually two different theories for this, okay? Have you heard the nuclear testing theory? No. Okay, so the nuclear testing theory says that the existence of SpongeBob and his strange friends is the result of radiation from nuclear arms testing that was performed on the Bikini Atoll. Atoll? Atoll? In the late 40s and early 50s. And that's a legit thing. There's a legit place called Bikini Atoll. And that's where we tested nuclear arms during the nuclear arms race. Uh, And one of the things they point to is, isn't the show, the show was created by a former marine biologist? I believe so. So he would understand this kind of thing, right? And they live, and it says that uh, Bikini Bottom only makes sense that it's underneath Bikini Atoll. Uh, so out of this theory, a lot of people think that what happened was the, 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 they were the result of mutations, you know, the, the, the sponge mutated into what he is, uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't explain the squirrel. I I don't know. I don't know where they're going to get that one from. (laughs) It also doesn't explain that when they come out of the water, they're actual, just what they are. Like SpongeBob's a sponge (laughs) and Patrick's a starfish. There you go. Just are those things when they come out of the water. Well, maybe the drug SpongeBob expert, maybe the drug theory does. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe. So you want to know where they got this theory from? This was literally on stonerforums.com. Okay. Swear. I'm intrigued. SpongeBob's quote, SpongeBob, this is what the user on stonerforums.com wrote. Quote, SpongeBob SquarePants is on methamphetamines. He's always really, really happy, energetic, and occasionally paranoid. If he ever is in a bad mood, it's the result of a major crash from coming down from the drugs. He goes from really <laughs> happy to really sad or really angry. There's no middle ground. Patrick Starr is a stoner. He laughs at stupid things and eats all the time. He must go through like a pound of weed a week. This is <laughs> Squ- Squidward Tentacle is on heroin. He's always down and he yells at SpongeBob for being hiked up and energetic. Mr. Crab is on Coke. He's always uppity and always concerned about money. Coke is very expensive. Sandy Cheeks is just an alcoholic. She ruins every episode she's in because she's always drinking. <laughs> what? <laughs> Somebody's anti-Sandy there. <laughs> oh my gosh. This one uh this one's kind of a, a, a shorter one, but I don't I've, I've never heard this before. Scooby-Doo. The, ori- okay. the love Scooby-Doo. The original series is set after some sort of horrible economic depression. Every building is abandoned and falling apart, and all of the villains are people who would normally be respected. Professors, museum curators, celebrities. They've all fallen on hard times just like everyone else. So they're trying to make some cash. And uh, and, and the gang are the guys that are going through this post-apocalyptic depression, uh, you know, 
stopping these guys from taking money. You know what, though? Out of all the ones you've said so far, that one makes <laughs> the most sense to me. <laughs> it does. The next one makes sense, too. Um, so had you ever heard about um, that Flintstones and the Jetsons? And I don't know if they've ever actually, aside from the crossovers and the cartoons, I don't know that they actually addressed it this way, but the, uh, Sims, the Flintstones and the Jetsons are actually two portions of the exact same society in time. I, I think I'm, People living in Bedrock... Yeah, are actually members of a far future, uh, one may say post-human society that have rejected the day-to-day electronic assistance to live like their long-dead ancestors did. So they're oh, literally... like the village. Yeah. So this isn't like ones from the future and ones from the past. Bedrock is in the future. I love this. This yeah. is literally just a village in cartoon form. So, this is great. <laughs> uh, and that's what it says. At least they, they, they think they, they live like that. History lost a bit of translation. This explains the talking animals. They're just synthetic creations. It's been so long since any actual animals lived that didn't have human communication uh, bred or written into it that the ferals don't realize how silly it is to be talking with cre- creatures that didn't even exist alongside early humans. So that's the idea is that there's a future where George Jetson and and you know what's what's her name his wife Judy, whatever. Yeah. Uh, they live. Actually, I don't remember. And in that same future, there's a section of the the Earth where there's a, a society of people who said, you know what, we reject that. We want to live old school, and to them, old school is as far back as the primitive lifestyle. I lo- I love this. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a couple other ones I wanted to cu- touch on here real quick. This one's a quick one because I have heard this one before. Uh, did you know Charlie Brown is dying of cancer? I don't even. I hate this one already. <laughs> the idea, yeah, the idea is is that he's bald is because he's dying of cancer and everything that's going on is currently a dream he's having while he's in the hospital. Uh, in in the comic strip, nothing ever works out for him and his life is a disaster. But he's just simply channeling his sadness all into this dream, this this kind of coma like dream. This is depressing. This is the most <laughs> depressing one of all this. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna give you two go- two more two more that are good. Okay, they're not as okay. depressing. Did you hear about this? That uh, you've seen the movie Aladdin? Yes. Um, what's your favorite part of that movie? Are we talking about the animated one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Any like any time. The genie was on there. There you go. So there's a scene in this movie where the genie says something. And when he says it, if you think about it, it doesn't make sense unless this theory is true. Disney's Aladdin takes place in the future. What? What? Where are they getting this? What does he say to make them think that? In one scene, genie calls Aladdin's clothes so third century. Except he was trapped in the bottle for 10,000 years, so there's no way he could know the fashion trends which happened while he was in the lamp. Which means, at the latest, the genie could have been trapped in the lamp was during the 3rd century. And if he spent 10,000 years in there, it would at least be 10,300 AD when he gets out. Which would make it a post-apocalyptic world where only Arabic and some Greek culture survived. And... The long-known name as Arabia has been corrupted to Agrabah. Well, he also makes a lot of references that are like from like the 20th century. Yeah, exactly. As well, yeah. So it's uh, it's uh, makes you think. But obviously, you know, it's written that way because it's funny and it's a cartoon. There's another piece. Yeah, of the, there's yeah. there's another piece that says the genie was the salesman at the beginning of the movie. You know, where he's trying to sell sell you the hey, buy this lamp thing. Uh, right. There's a little, th- and I think that they do play buy into a that. carpet and fly. Yeah, I think they do uh, buy into that. All right, here's the here's the the next one, and I, I think we're gonna leave it at this. Did you ever watch Inspector Gadget? Oh yes, loved it. Oh, how awesome was that? Right, this dude has all these different contraptions and inventions that just pop out of his hat or his 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 uh what is that duster jacket or whatever it is. Yeah, and then but then his niece and and her dog were always one saving him. Yeah, always. Um, yeah. So the idea here is that Inspector Gadget is actually the second inspector built as a completely robotic replacement after the first one was lost in action. Huh. But here's the kicker. You ready for this? Oh, yeah. The first one returns. This is Dr. Claw. Oh, I love this. Yeah, this right? This is crazy. So, they say, yeah. so here's, the, here's the thing. According to the popular fan theory, 
Now, the reason we never see Dr. Claw's face is that he is Gasp, actually the real or at least the original Inspector Gadget. Um, this is what is actually written in the theory, the person that puts down. That's uh, where his conveniently smart niece comes in. Pen oh, first, here's the, this part. I'm sorry. Inspector Gadget, we know and love, is a robotic recreation of the man Dr. Claw once was, a normal human detective who suffered a terrible accident. And that's where his conveniently smart niece comes in. Penny, in her grief, recreated her uncle as a crime-fighting robot, ignoring that the real man wasn't dead, only disfigured and insane. This would also explain why nothing ever happens to Penny, even though Claw's cronies seem to catch her every episode. She always finds a way to ruin Claw's plans because she's the only thing he still cares for. And hey, remember the part at the end of the opening theme where Gadget turns Claw's chair around and there's a bomb in it? A bomb that then explodes in Gadget's face? Perhaps this was meant to be symbolic. Perhaps there's no Claw, just Gadget. Wow. I like that theory though. It is that's a, that, I want to I want to see that episode. Yeah, I want to actually see that as the true like backstory because yeah. that one's kind of crazy and just blows you away. There's all kinds of stuff in here, man. They have stuff about who framed Roger Rabbit. They have stuff about the ner the the Smurfs being KKK members. Um, <laughs> Good God, yeah, bro, it it goes crazy. Like there's stuff. Um, what was it? Yeah, Roger Rabbit's about segregation. There's all kinds of like, and I want to do a, a second version of this because there's so much more we can get into. Yeah, Smurfs is way more interesting just because like it's there's like one woman. Yeah. <laughs> and like so many men. Like how's that even happen? Yeah. So uh I'm definitely gonna revisit the uh the conspiracy theories behind some of the cartoons we grew up with here in the future again for another that's odd. But this is all I'm gonna do with for today. Well, that's fun. I liked it. Was fun. Good times. Very enjoyable. Yep. Good times, good times. And I hope we provided well, the escape for for the creepers. That's right. Uh, and if we didn't, uh, I'm sorry. Too bad. Don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Too bad. Deal with it. Go listen to Joe Rogan. Go, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. It's either us or Joe Rogan. There's no in between. No, none at all. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm done. But we, I'm thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Chris, I'm out of here too. If you could just get the lights on your way out. Click. Uh, thank you for getting. Oh! Oh man, still my toe. I should have waited till I got out. Sorry, uh, but it, it's all right. It's, it's my fault. In the meantime, I invite all you creepers out there to just you know stay. Stay. <laughs>